Welcome to Biobang at Dynacon. This is week two, and I'm Tasneem Khan. And I'm Andy Quitmeyer. It's a stormy morning. We've surprisingly got electricity. It's crazy storming. We are holed up in our secret Dynacon bunker right now. It's a jungle sort of fortress uh, that we, we've lowered the blast shields. We've protected all of our top secret electronics and robots from the elements. And we're just kind of holed up here, starting off our weekly podcast today. And it's week two? Week two, I think. Cool. Um, time is very strange here. Uh, well, it's based on, I would say, the tides and the weather. Time is insignificant yeah. in itself. Things tend to slow down a little bit on these kind of stormy days, the yeah. bright sunny days. People are out running around at six in the morning. It's, it's interesting living with these kind of natural rhythms. I wanted to maybe introduce a little bit about this cool, weird house we're in. Me and you, Taz, and setting up this funky conference, we've set up a whole bunch of different weird spaces here. Um, so we've had to build all kinds of labs, floating laboratories, um, documentation rooms, our uh, Suspended bunker. storage places. Exactly. Electronics, biology, everything together. Yeah, and so what has been one of your favorite spaces that you've set up? I like, I, mean, I like the spaces in themselves, but I love the fact that they flow into each other. I think that's what makes this house most exciting to work in. Mm. One of my favorite places is the fabric corner where the sewing machine is, and we have a huge uh, wooden chest full of yarn and different fabrics, threads, and all your interesting conductive cloth and conductive thread and tape. Mm. So it's quite exciting. I want to see what comes out of there. And I love the electronics... Um, pouches that hang off the walls and the bamboo that uh, that Danny and you put together. Mm, yeah. I think for me one of the favorite things about setting up some of these spaces is turning a place that's normally a kind of vacation, kitschy, resort kind of thing, you know, it's got the big conch shells around and mm. cute pictures of Thailand and then kind of putting those to the side and turning it into big general storage spaces and crafty zones and protecting all the fancy furniture with uh, stuff that we can get a little messy and gross. And so that's been really cool. That's been great. And also working out how to how to manage with a wooden a wooden space without damaging it and, and dealing with the monsoon. So all the various sheets we've got to protect the floor mm -hmm. and waterproofing. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting sort of craft project just setting it up. I think for me, one of my favorite spaces that I've set up is me and Donnie went out and set up the beach lab. The beach lab is super cool. It's is wonderful. it the beach lab or the bat lab? Uh, it's, it's a beach lab full of bats. And <laughs> we have these giant Malayan flying foxes. I'm pretty sure they're Malayan flying foxes. Okay. Um, and they eat these sea... Almonds, that's what Harold called yeah. them, little sea almonds there. And you can hear them. We have the ultrasonic bat detectors out there. You can hear them chatting with each other. Um, or it might be the smaller bats. We haven't quite figured that out. It's mm -hmm. a good Dynacon mystery so far. But they're adorable and fun. And I think for me, one of my favorite parts about being in these spaces is, like you said, how they flow into each other and how that really lets you... Um, 
get distracted in wonderful ways by people or animals coming by. You'll be working on this project and suddenly a hermit crab family starts coming up and trying to eat your shorts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's sort of a reflection of the ecosystems and the way we've been discussing them as flowing into each other and sort of observing the transition zones on this island from one system to another. And it's almost like each of our work zones or uh, uh, mobile lab spaces actually is a reflection of that setup as well. So now we're in the main uh, Dynacon house with a whole bunch of interesting people and they can't get out because of the rain so let's make let's make the best of it and get to know them better. Today we have a really cool guest coming in from our most mobile lab space. Uh, she's been working over on the Diva Andaman floating offshore of our conference and uh, she uh, narrowly avoided capsizing in a, a, a crazy rush over here through the monsoon, and now we have her safely in our bunker. I think she did capsize. I did capsize. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I nearly capsized once, and I capsized once. Ah. <laughs> so. so how was the swim to our island? <laughs> ah, it was beautiful. I have battle scars, which should heal, hopefully, once I'm out of this humid divorce zone. Yeah. But, yeah, so yeah. you're leaving soon. You're going back to where you came from. First Nerd. of all, what's your name? Hi, I'm Shreyasi. Oh, <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And where are you coming from? I just, you know, you have this, this feel about you. I'm thinking Finnish, right? Did, did you get that from my accent? Exactly. That is spot yeah. on. Yeah. I, think, I think it was from the brief gasps we could hear between sentences. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I'm so Finnish. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm studying uh, in Finland right now, so that's where I came from. I'm doing my master's at Alta University in New Media Design. And um, don't ask me what that means, because I think it means something special for everybody, <laughs> like whoever's doing this. And so, But I've been out um, living on the water, and it's been amazing because I've never done that before. And yeah, it's today in the morning. It was just crazy that it's that this cloud that just came and engulfed everything, and it was beautiful. Yeah. So was, you yeah. you capsize. You had to swim aboard with all of your bags of different new medias <laughs> and make it safely back to our bunker. Yes, and it was uh, the most challenging thing was that when. Uh, we capsized. The first thing was, hey, we have to collect all our samples because they floated away. So, uh, so the second day that I was here, uh, me, Danny, our documentarian, and uh, Michelle, who was another participant, we thought that, hey, we just got to the island. It's a great idea to kayak around the whole island. Little did we realize that it's more than 10 kilometers. <laughs> At least, because that's like a rough calculation of the circumference. The island's and a bit bigger than I think we all realize. I swear, and it's a lot higher Even than Even after we all you realize. look at a map, you still don't quite uh, sort exactly. Of take it in. And it's like quarter, uh, like it's like some 250 meters high. Mm -hmm. You just start walking, be like, oh, I'm on an island. I'm gonna hike across to the yeah. other side, and you can't no, do it. It's got a steep, couple of really steep climbs. Absolutely, yeah. but yeah, this capsizing thing was. It was the most beautiful place we could have chosen to capsize in because there's this rogue wave that came around and suddenly we were pushed onto shore just that it wasn't shore but it was a coral garden and it was this uh, intertidal zone which had 
families and families of hundreds of sea urchins and sea cucumbers and like nudie branches. I saw a sea slug for the first time. Ah, while you were capsizing. While I was capsizing. Flinging over and then just like, okay, look at that. Exactly. They, they made a species inventory as they flew over exactly. the Exactly. I was like, ouch, I just cut my foot on something sharp. Oh, that was actually a mollusk that I cut myself on. <laughs> And uh, there were these moments you're like, okay, uh, should we stay here? Should we ask for help? How do we get out of here? Oh, sea cucumber. <laughs> we can get back to rescuing ourselves later. <laughs> and, um, I have a question. So you asked us not to ask you what new media is. Yes. But I do want to know, maybe for you, what's the newest medium that you are working with, um, with your work mm. back at Alto? Um, I think my newest medium is baby squids, currently, mm. so... <laughs> Tell us more about that. How are you, you're, are you getting them to change their little, uh, uh chromatophores into messages, uh, <laughs> sending emails via squid to your friends? That would be actually really interesting because we've made all these crazy recordings, so, uh, while on the Diva, I was helping set up some of the marine lab and especially the, uh, sample containers because, uh, when you collect samples, we want to keep them alive and fresh for as long as possible. And which means that we need to figure out a system for the fr uh, fresh seawater to enter the uh, sample jars and at the same time it needs to flow out at roughly around 2% of the water should change every hour. Uh -huh. so, so you have like live uh, constantly refilling aquariums on board basically. the floating hacker space of the diva, correct? Yes, but at the same time, it's also a waste of energy to have the generators running to just pump seawater to cycle it all the time. So we need to find an optimal solution so that we are not burning away fuel all the time. Like a buffer tank. Like a buffer tank, exactly. And what is a buffer tank? What's a buffer tank? The same. So we could, we could use the <laughs> pump, which we're using yes. anyway to pump up water into... Yes. We have we have four aquarium tanks, so we could have either one of them converted into the buffer tank or an extra tank at a slightly higher level. Okay. So that fills up in advance, yeah. and then you just use gravity to, uh, to sort of create flow into the aquarium, quite like we're doing with our water source here at Dynacon. Ah. Yes, um, we've had, had some plumbing difficulty to do our own, uh, own sort of work with that, but it's, it's working out fine. And it's fun to see actually how we can use all our skills here to, to, to solve problems on the go. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Most conference organizers, I don't think, have to do their own jungle plumbing, mm. uh, you know, eight meters up on a water tank. Yeah, um, and eight meters down eight meters as well. Eight meters down as yes. well. <laughs> I learned so much about how pumps work. Yeah, yeah. It is so fascinating. And, pump, and what pumps can't do. What pumps can't do. For example, a bigger pump is not equal to more water coming out, or any water coming out in our case. So, so this new media thing, what does it mean to you? What's so new about it? For me, it actually means playing around and experimenting with things that you wouldn't conventionally put together. Mm -hmm. So I remember I applied for the conference with uh, like working on plants mm -hmm. and I got my plant sensors rigged up but then I was like, hey, there's this whole new world out there in the sea and I kind of like gravitated towards that. And, oh, uh, so you just abandoned plants. I abandoned plants. Oops, <laughs> oh my God, I didn't do the project that I applied. <laughs> but you will do, you're doing a project, which I'm is doing what matters. a project mm -hmm. and at the same time, I have my plants ready to go. See, you can, you can hear myself. Oh, oh, I mean, it sounds like a circuit to me. That sounds... Exactly. Every, and all the data's uh, been compiled yeah. on it. It sounds like 
your code's really running totally. from, from that rumble. It's uploading to the cloud right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good way to test circuits, actually. Totally. And, and to teach people about them. Yeah. Speaking of sounds, I hear this really strange sound beside me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably me, right? So, <laughs> hi, everyone. Uh, oh, hello. I'm, uh, I'm Dennis. Where uh, did you appear from? From nowhere. The wind blew me here. <laughs> ah, yeah. I knew this stormy day would bring us something interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's nice to be here. Um, uh, you know, when we first came on the island, we were so excited, right? We, we, we heard lots of wind and we're like, oh, let's, let's go and build some wind instruments and everything so we, we made a few like wind harps um, so what are wind, wind harps right so uh, harps are usually string instruments that you would pluck on and you would start hearing sounds from it right uh, but wind harps uh, no one is actually playing it you kind of just have a string instrument and then you will like place it in the middle of somewhere windy and you'll just wait right so when the wind comes you'll start hearing this very nice like hum like so wow. who gets who gets the the copyright of all the music that's, <laughs> that's produced? We're that's very a, we're very into intellectual you, property. Yeah. And you, locking you said off no one plays it, but the wind plays it. Right, right. Who's so fighting really for the rights of the wind? Nobody, hey, creative right. Commons attribution to wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we should start crediting right winds, southern <laughs> winds or something. Yeah. This yeah. is the southwest wind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it has a name. Is it southwest wind from Panang Bay? Or whatever the bay is called here. <laughs> My pronunciations <laughs> are ever. I mean, it could perhaps be from Penang, which is in Malaysia. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but wind can be anywhere. Yeah. I mean, geography is immaterial. Yeah. Yeah, so you have, so you flew in uh, right. with this wonderful musical artist, um, The Wind, right, right. Uh, that came in, and you just started just crafting immediately on the beach, making mm -hmm. up these cool, no human-powered instruments out there. So right. you set up this wind harp, and then I saw you just swinging around another crazy <laughs> thing. What was that? So basically what happened um, after the first day that we landed, uh, we went to visit your beautiful ship, right? Um, and then somebody on the ship, I can't remember, who told us, oh, this has been one of the windiest days we've had. And we're like, oh, bummer. We thought that the wind would be continuous, right, all the way. So that after that day, uh, basically, there was no wind. And we were sitting around, okay, no one's playing our instrument. What do we do? <laughs> so we're like, okay, we're going to create some wind by ourselves. So we made this thing, uh, me and my sister, Lydia. Uh, we created this thing called a bull roarer. Right? So basically what you do uh, is you just take a few sticks and some robins, you put them together, and you start swinging it around. Right? And you'll start hearing, um, basically, like, uh, what would you describe that sound like? Those of you who have heard it. Have you heard it? Yeah, yeah, basically it sounds like a yeah. didgeridoo kind of thing, mm. right? Yeah, um, and that's nice because without the wind, uh, we basically swing stuff around and create, create our own wind, yeah. So the wind, the wind was kind of a no-show for your wind-powered concert. Right. Um, and so now you're kind of uh, forcing <laughs> its hand by swinging it yourself. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Would you still consider the wind or the air to be the the musician behind this or uh, that's a good question I think we will need some credit for the the, the force that we're putting in right but at the end of the day so it's, it's a collaborative yeah, work a collaborative between you work. and the apparent wind yes the apparent wind. okay yeah. we're gonna name it that now so it's no longer like credited to like the southwest wind was it now it's gonna be called the apparent wind the apparent yeah. wind <laughs> that's, that's, a good, name. that's a good stage name <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It can be your band, actually. Apparent, Apparent wind. wind. Oh, mm. shit. Oh, my God. Do you guys know what time it is? 
Uh, it is the year 2561. Yeah, but That's I pretty have, much as close as I can day. get. I, I have a flight at noon. Do you think if I got the 11 o'clock boat, I could get to my flight at noon from Phuket? Because I've, I've, I've missed, like, five flights already, and I just, like, I need to get back home. I need to get back to my job. That's a lot of flights that you've been missing. It's been, I've just been, like, finding myself here. Uh-huh. And I just, like, I can't bring myself to go back home. Uh-huh. But, I, but like, I, I, today I really, I really should, otherwise I'm going to get fired, so... Well, when did you even get here? I mean, I, I just kind of noticed you. I'm sorry. Um. Well, I just I just got here last night. Um, okay. And because my friend, this, this boyfriend of my sister's friend, was telling me that I could, like, stay here for free, and I'm kind of out of money. Ah. So, um, so, yeah, I just came here, and then, but, like, now I really need to go. And so could you guys, could you just, like, book a taxi for me or something? We, we... Like a water taxi? Yeah, this is I an island. Let you have... It's an island. Yeah, but Uber it's an and island. Grab don't really function over here that well. We've tried quite a bit. There's and a kayak. Those, those companies kayak. are very mad at us now. You, you okay. could kayak to drivers. the mainland and then take a taxi. Oh, I'm just like my muscles are really weak because like I've just been finding myself, you know, like and not really like I, I've just been like mm. bit, just like doing some psychedelics. Uh, just doing a lot of psychedelics and could um, we use a parent wind to maybe uh, to maybe get her there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could try, right? Uh, a parent wind. What what is that? Yeah. What, what, and and depending on on your mental state, um, you might be able to just kind of whoosh float over. There. Well, I hope so. That's kind of what I've been hoping to do. Um, but yeah, I haven't really reached enlightenment yet. I'm I'm trying really really hard to reach enlightenment. You're at that stage right before enlightenment where you're just booking a new flight every hour or two and uh, then just missing it, right? Yeah, yeah, Classic. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't levitate your way there as yet. No, I was able to befriend a dolphin, but I mean, well, he's kind of like my my soulmate. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like the the most enlightened thing I've done in the last few months. Speaking of dolphins, yeah. What's your opinion on dolphins? Um, well, they're much smarter than us. Mm-hmm. And, um... It's kind of a weird way to talk about your boyfriend, though, right? That he's smarter than me? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, like, 2,000 years old, so, okay. like, I mean, in that sort of... I'm attracted to people who are really smart, um, mm-hmm. because I'm really smart, um, yeah. Now, I've heard that dolphins, um, they never really sleep, and they just shut down one half of their brain at a time. Do you ever notice, like, a uh, distinction in, in personalities between, like, you're like, are you, like, maybe more loving and romantic with the left half of the dolphin brain versus the, the right half? I would say, yeah, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In, that can uh, be a little scary, maybe. Yes, but it's all part of my path. So, yeah, it's I just have to put up with it, basically. Mm. I, he, I mean, he's always he's always really nice, um, but it's just sometimes he gets a little bit manic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we can't really provide you any direct uh, uh, rides or extra Shit. special services back to your planes, but we do have an amazing wind crafter okay. and an amazing kind of electronics engineer, new media artist with us. Um, can you two, and what is your, your name, a uh, new, um, person who is finding themselves? Um, or is, do names exist? My new name from? is Serafina. Okay, Serafina, yes. cool. Um, so maybe, maybe Shreyasi and Dennis here have any ideas for using their jungle crafting skills to help you out. 
Well, you do have really good befriending skills uh, for, you know, all the, all the organisms. So I would suggest that there are these really cool looking uh, shoals of fish. Maybe you can ask them for a ride. That's a good idea. Do you yeah. have any drugs? Um, and not over here, but we have a forest for aging group, so maybe we can uh, do That'd a short be hike before. Yeah. Or uh, the other way to get across is sea turtles. You could tie them together into a raft okay. with, with the hair on your back, and then with actually. The hair get... on my back? <laughs> you've, you've really sprouted yes. since coming here, I think. Holy, holy shit! Oh my god! And, but one thing we, we haven't necessarily had that much here is tons of psychedelic drugs, but we do have lots of electronics. Can you think of anything, okay, maybe with okay. the. You were talking about the fish and the sea turtles. Anything with the electronics that you could maybe rig up? How yeah, we have so many tools um, here. You could build pretty yeah. much anything. And we've got um, okay. people who are very, very capable of building anything from a, a plumbing system to a ship to yeah. uh, electronics that can send I messages I could do some color for therapy for you if you want. A color therapy? Absolutely. And that sounds amazing. What is color therapy? So color therapy is when uh, we, I'm going to flash you with different colors. So much so that your soul will feel really light and bright from all the wavelengths of light hitting you. Uh -huh. So how might you build oh, yes. uh, such the, the color therapy, uh, therapeutic shifting device here? I think I've got some um, neopixels around. Okay. Yeah. What are neopixels? Neopixels are these super cool LEDs. Mm -hmm. That LEDs are like these small lights that emit, uh, these small diodes that emit light, and we've seen them everywhere now. So, but these ones are really cool because when you have a strip of them, you can address each one of them separately, and you can ask it to How be do you any address color. them, sir? I think uh, Sir, they're neopixel? gender neutral. Okay, they're gender, they're gender neutral. neutral. So Z neopixel. That's correct. Okay. And it's Z neopixel uno, duo, tres. So I don't know why, but they really like to be called like that. Okay. In but Spanish? do you do it? Do you in do Spanish. it using a computer or just vocally? Yeah. I've tried shouting at them a lot. I've tried. I've been like, tres, light up. I need red, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Generally, but then they're like so, a little moody. But code, does code work sometimes? Sometimes, okay. yeah. Depends on how and what you say. You have to say please in your code. They, it works only then. Right. You might just need to meditate more. That's, That's so suggest. true. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. I thought I reached my zen with my body rocking every day to the natural flow of the ocean mm -hmm. uh, while living on the ship. But mm. you're absolutely right. And Dennis, do you have any any tech or jungle craft ideas? Something you could build <laughs> well, to I, help I, our friend escape could, the island? I I get to build, the airport. I could and not get fired. a little like floating de device, right, with coconuts, and and get your 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 husband or boyfriend to like drag you across. <laughs> yeah, well, we're kind of uh, separated right now because mm -hmm. he doesn't want me to leave. Oh. So, yeah. So we're gonna use the wind again then this time. Yeah, and, and I am a nuclear physicist, mm -hmm. so I don't know if that'll help Great, right? Yeah. Have you tried like nuclear stuff with coconut um, husks? Yeah, we could build a nuclear bomb inside like of coconut. Like a re reactor or something <laughs> where oh. we fuel. Re reactor <laughs> might be a, a safer alternative. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, whatever you guys think. Right, right. What do you usually do as a nuclear physicist? I make nuclear bombs, yeah. Okay. 
Uh-huh. And this is just your time away to find yourself. Exactly. Is this with a group or bombs? is this more just a freelance? Yeah, it's for the United States government. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. They yeah. seem to be just crazy about those bombs. They really like them. Yeah, they find it's really helpful with diplomacy and stuff. So you so. must be really an important asset to them. Shall we just call them and ask them for an evacuation so that you don't have to worry about these flights and ferries and sea turtles? And enlightenment. We could, yeah. Um, I just, I just lost all of the. I, I lost the president's number and stuff. Do you have, uh-huh. do you have Donald Trump's number? Well, we um, could make a big red button. That oh. always works, right? Okay, yeah. We we have several large buttons. I assume okay. if you press them, they're big enough. It goes right to every head of state and every. Well, country that sounds everywhere. great. Okay, yeah. cool. we could we could get the baby squids to tweet to Trump. Ah. Yeah, I've heard he's yeah. very responsive on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. he's he's he very be... responsive and responsible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that uh, talking about responsibility, there's a little segment we have that really discusses your responsibilities for different things that you encounter in the world, and it's called poking it. <laughs> So Taz, introduce this segment for us. Poking It is really about us understanding what participants and everyone here at Dynacon thinks is appropriate to poke and what's not. So Andy, what, what's the Poking It question for today? Oh, we're going to give you several different nouns and we'll go around and see your opinion on whether you should poke it or not. And I would like to start us off with Baby squids. Little baby squids. Tracy, you seem to have lots of experience. Not to poke them. Don't poke them. Don't what, poke them. What happens if you poke those cute little baby squids? They look adorable. I just want to like give them a little chuck under their Make chin. Make a mink. Make a mink. Make a mink. No. Little baby ink. No. Why not? Because they're baby squids. You're going to stress them out. So Let adult squids? No, don't don't poke squids. Take a look at them under the microscope. But please, let's not poke them. That's if what they... I said last time. But everyone seemed to think it would be a good idea to poke baby squid. No, let's poke those people instead. Ah. Poke a person. Poke what about person. you, Dennis? Right. Uh, baby squids seem really pokeable, though, right? Yeah. Pokeable. We have a new word. Yeah, oh. pokeable is a word. <laughs> what What would its pokeability index be? Zero to ten. Um, Seven point five. That's yeah, p- that's pretty good pokeability. But you probably have to use your finger. You can't use it like a proxy poke. I mean, you uh, must use your finger. Okay. You must look them in the eye. Yeah. yeah. And our uh, nuclear physicist, Serafina. Yeah, I can say pretty definitively that it is a good idea to poke baby squids because they find it really ticklish and they really like to be tickled. Oh, well, that's very nice. Yeah. Um, on a real poke or a proxy poke? Just, just with your finger. Yeah, you don't want to like puncture them. But which which okay. finger should you use? Which is the optimal finger to use for the poking? The index, index finger. Yeah. yeah. Is it a poke if it's with a pinky finger? I guess so. A pinky poke. A pinky it, poke. Is yeah. this a poke or is the feeling of something coming into your skin is that the poke? Cuz you could poke with a stick then. But then that's know. a proxy poke, according that's to proxy, Dennis. That's a, a proxy, proxy poke. <laughs> which brings up our next noun of poking it, which is coconuts. I think Dennis is right. Yeah, I think 
finish a date this poke one. them well yeah. well you don't you don't just poke them right after you poke oh them, you sure. do a beyond the yeah poke. <laughs> you have a lot of things you can do with a mm. coconut so you can poke them first um, because they have like nice little faces and they you know they might react if you poke them you know uh, but after you do that then break them open drink them eat them <laughs> i have a circuit to check how the coconuts mm. feel when you poke them maybe we should ah. do that Ah, how did you make yeah. your coconut uh, sensing circuit? And, and how do you know what the coconuts are feeling? Well, I don't know how they're feeling, but then I know that they're feeling something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you sense that? Like when you say it, it's a circuit or a sensor, what does that mean? It's basically an amplifier. And what it does is that when a plant senses something, it gives out these micro teeny tiny voltages and you kind of read in on those and you magnify and zoom in on those voltages and you see the voltages change so they respond to your poke wow so the plant's got like its own nervous system too in its own way yeah wow what can we what can we do with these pokey responses from these cocos that you're poking so i would like a Cocoa. coconut to maybe talk to blueberry bush in helsinki once i go back ah so we can have a telepresent coconut blueberry conversation going on absolutely so you'll have this sensor circuit of yours hooked up to say a coconut farm here on colon and then similarly one in helsinki on a blueberry bush yes but the only problem is that the internet kind of fail is failing me on colon so maybe i'll have to like leave it here so that somebody can hook it up to the internet and then we have it running once i'm back in helsinki and back to serafina coconuts you're poking yeah, I mean, coconut water has saved me so many times when I'm dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think you have to poke a coconut to get the water out. When you're going really deep in those holes and seeing the face of God and the mm -hmm. ferns, yeah, um, yeah. You, you would probably recommend, yeah, get your electrolytes back. I'm really dehydrated, yeah. <laughs> and uh, a final poke-in question. An SD card module. Would you poke an SD card mm -hmm. module? Starting with Serafina. I'm sure you've, as yeah. a nuclear physicist, you've been recording your nuclear bomb strikes on your SD cards. I have, I have, yeah. Yeah, I would just say be careful, because that's, like, really um, valuable information on there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So poke it or don't poke, poke it? Poke it, I mean, in the sense of, like, touching it. Like, you could poke it lightly, but, like, yeah, we have, like, top-secret information on our SD cards, so... So not, like, poke a squid poke? No, yeah, just, like touch basically so a pinky I finger poke then if that even counts as a poke you i mean you could but just like don't break it that's okay. all i would say dennis <laughs> sd card module uh well maybe not poke uh, proxy poke that's for sure i i think you do need a proxy poke it with an sd card right but do you consider like you know, you have to do that weird USB thing where you kind of can't decide like which side to slot the Yeah, you gotta plug it in once, flip yeah, it right, over, right. plug it again, that's, flip yeah. it over. That's poking, right? Wow. Yeah, that's like a flat poke. Yeah. A slide poke. Yeah. Something like that. Tracy. I think SD cards are sacred. You must not poke SD cards. Wow. How are you getting your SD card into the module then? I've been learning some tricks from Serafina. We really bonded last night and I've been yeah. levitating my SD cards into the slot. They just oh, magically appear in there. You can't do that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
And a final segment of the Pokenet, we always have a meta segment of poking philosophy. Last time we discussed if you could poke something with your butt, um, the new philosophical Pokenet question of the day is, do you have to be an animal to poke something? Could a plant poke? Could a rock poke? Do you have to be... Could lightning sentient? poke? Could lightning poke? I think that the division we have between animals and plants is bullshit, frankly. Whoa. And so, yeah, I think plants are just as smart as us. And so that means they can poke. How do their smarts compare to dolphins? Dolphins are the smartest. Dolphins are the smartest, so, then... Then there's, like, this one plant that I met one time that was maybe the second smartest. And, yeah, and then coconut trees are pretty smart, and then humans. Pause one second. Thanks, Danny. Okay, so dolphins are the smartest, and then what? What's our ranking? And then there's just this fern that I met one time in this forest, and yeah, that was probably the second smartest person that I ever met, and then coconut trees, and then humans. Okay. Yeah. And can ferns poke? Um, yeah, so I, I feel like if you like have the intelligence, the ha if you're like smart, like you know what poking is, you can find a way to poke. Oh. So it's an intelligence-based thing for you. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Dennis? Yeah, I, I think um, poking on a meta level, right? Uh, anything can poke. Whoa. Um, uh, it, on this island, actually, yesterday... I, I thought Serafina was going to be dropping the, uh, <laughs> the, the big mind bars. So, so The metaphysics yeah. of poking. It, yeah. it, it happened to me yesterday because I, I, I was just walking along the, the forest trails, right? And then you see mm. some tendrils um, hanging around. So the wind and the tendrils were doing some collaborative poke with me, basically. Mm, so I got poked on the left-hand side, and I was like, oh, is that a bee or something? So I turned, and then I got poked on the right-hand side because the wind changed. Yeah. So That's a real kind of celebrity uh, <laughs> sighting event. I saw you tweeting about that, like, oh my god, the apparent wind actually poked me with its fern friend. Oh, I'm gonna die! <laughs> collaborative poking. Yeah, happens. Awesome. Yeah, but I can totally relate to Dennis mm -hmm. on that. Like, it's the wave and the rocks that collaboratively poked me. Well, I was kayaking, so it's happening. Nature is conspiring against us, I think. It's so for anything all the poking, can poke. For all the poking we do, nature pokes back. Mm. That's why we shouldn't poke baby squids? Oh. You shouldn't poke baby squids because they're cute as beep. So, yeah. You shouldn't. Thank you for beeping that. It's <laughs> a very family-friendly uh, podcast. Yes. <laughs> poke it. Well, wonderful. So we have our conference uh, poking philosophy added to. Um, that's always very enlightening for us. And next, I would just always jump to one of our final segments, Reflections with Taz. Reflections with I mean, I think today after meeting Serafina, my whole idea on reflections has changed a little bit. But um, I do think we could reflect on how we interact with other animals, like dolphins, 
Reflections is really about you thinking about how your time at Dynacon has gone, how you've interacted with people at Dynacon. So if you have anything to say, people, when I say people, I mean animals, plants, no offense there, rocks, waves. Um, what are your reflections? Oh, it's too, it's too close to already be reflecting. And thanks for reminding me that I'm leaving today. <laughs> but it's been, uh, it's been um, uh, amazing to meet so many interesting people, see so many things. And it's uh, super confusing because there's just this crazy energy. There are like three workshops happening simultaneously. And I wish I could be a part of everything, but... But the animals, we're reflecting the animals. on animals now. The animals, the humans animals do. I guess. Yeah. They're below coconuts, though, in, in my I, book. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, th I think uh, humans are the lowest animals for me. Okay. Yeah. But, but so have you had any any good encounters with some of these higher animals? Yes, I've had... made you think? Yes, completely. I had an escape artist fish that we kept in our... Uh, sample uh, marine sampling box and it jumped right back into the ocean. So does that make you reflect so, on the idea of absolutely. keeping things captive? Perhaps? Absolutely. Mm. And also, um, like while it's cool, what should be, um, how long should we keep the samples for? Should we just like, like do the microscopy, see them, check them out and then release them back, like put a time period on it so that it's also ethical because at the end of the day, it's very easy to forget about them because, hey, the power ran out or we went sailing and our engine died there. So we took a whole day out in the sea. So and you what come happened back to maintain and you got a little jar of dead, dead things. things. Exactly. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's not fair. So like, how do we set the guidelines for our experiments? So, uh, for me, I don't have something as, as deep of a reflection, um, but I was just uh, observing yesterday night at one of our tents that we are staying at. Um, we heard some shuffling in the middle of the night. Uh, so my sister prodded me and then she said, I think there's that gigantic spider in here. And so we kind of like fell silent and we started listening and we heard shuffling. And my first thought was not, oh no, there's a spider here, which was, which is usually what I would think, right? Um, my first thought is like, oh crap, the spider is working and I can't work because I can't see in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I you know, um, coming to this uh, conference, basically, I, I feel really limited in some ways, right? Um, limited in the sense that you, you want to do so much, but, you know, without, as you said, right? If we don't have, you know, that little bit of light, there's something everything becomes so much more difficult to do, not like animals. Right? animals. And all these animals are flaunting all yeah. their superpowers. Yeah, over yeah, them. especially in the middle of the night. Um, so perhaps like night vision? Yes, night vision, something we definitely have, right? And better color vision as well. Mm. Like those mantis shrimp out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd be great to do the paintings with, with those. Yeah, guys. and all the boil water like snapping my fingers. Like. <laughs> Pistol shrimp. Yeah. Exactly. That'd be the best way to make the morning there. coffee is just yeah, start snapping like your fingers, coffee. boil some water. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I often reflect on how limited we are with our adaptations and yeah. our abilities as compared to all these right. creatures in the intertidal zone, for instance, right. yeah. and their superpowers. And Serafina, it seems like you've uh, already had lots of deep animal experiences mm -hmm. and connections, yeah. uh, wedding bells possibly with this, uh, we'll uh, but it's complicated. It's yeah. very complicated. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the plants and animals on this island are amazing, and I can, like, I haven't been able to talk to any of them yet, but I can really feel their presence. 
and I honestly, I think I'm, I, I sort of just want to stay here and just miss my flight. Okay, Is so you're, okay you're dropping, I mean, does it mean you're going to be dropping out of the U.S. government bomb building job that you have? Um, we'll see. I sort of have, like, crucial information with me in my mm -hmm. head that they need, and, like, I don't, I really like the job, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do just want to stay here for a bit longer and get to know these, these beings. You would have to go through a formal procedure to be part of this. Yes, we have to register. Yeah. One of our registration questions is actually request that you stop making nuclear bombs. Um, so, uh, um, depends on what you're willing to say. You should reflect on this for a while, I suggest. Okay. And that's what this time is all about. Okay. I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah, but my job, it, it pays a lot of money. Mm -hmm. uh. Yeah. Do you have any other perks? You just like, just really love like finishing off a brand new shiny bomb. What's your favorite part about making a nuke? Um, just like how appreciative the the government is, how appreciative our president is, like to get a new a new one. When when he that that little spark in his eye, when you know you walk up to him yeah. out of your out of your garage and you have one you just polished up, I I bet that's really worth it. For yeah, you. he like I mean he. he is so grateful he's always like oh my god thank you so much you're so beautiful and i just it makes me feel so good when you hand it to him yeah do i've heard sometimes they they actually make uh they have to make kind of smaller things uh that they give them to for, for press photos um so do you have to make little tiny nukes that you give it to him so when he carries them around his hands look a little bigger um, yeah, well, some other people do that. People way below me. In okay, the, in gotcha. The, the minions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would call mm. them. <laughs> so they're making the... Bomb-building minions. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you for your time reflecting, and I would strongly recommend that the reflection continue, especially with regard to bomb-building. Okay. So, moving to our final segment, we'd like to give you all the opportunity to plug something in, anything you're interested in, anything that you're working on, anything that you want to push because we can't really compensate you for your time in any other way. So this is your moment. Let's open up the plug container. So uh, my plug basically uh, is to get people to start composting uh, wherever they are, right? With um, all the food waste that we have around the world. So you're walking um, down the street and the sidewalk. Right. Get composting right, right now. What right. can they do? Um, so basically, empty out your your usual bins, right? Those are like boring things. Uh, separate yeah. out your plastics and, and then like throw all your food into a single bin. Get some worms in there or something. If if you don't like worms, just throw all your scraps into a single bin and then put it out in a nice, like, ventilated area. And, you know, after a while, you'll get some really rich, um, nutrient-rich um, stuff, right? That you can then build, you know, your own, like, little plot of land to grow new vegetables to eat. Um, yeah, start composting anything at all. And what about for those on the go, like hiking around? Do you are there any like mobile composting uh, wearables? <laughs> Have you heard of anything? <laughs> well, not as of yet, but I'm pretty sure we can build something to, 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 to bring around, right? Like maybe in a coconut, then you can like stuff it full. Uh, what would be really nice is um, if we could have um, 
places where people would move around and then you would uh, continuously add to the compost pile no matter where you move. So you don't have to be there forever, but the next people that move in would, would keep that compost pile going, right? So for example here, right, we could start one and then um, the, the, in the next few weeks there'll be people coming along, they can add to the pile and so on. Community intergenerational compost. Right, right, mm. yeah. Cool. And Shreyasi? And the plastics that you separate from your compostables, don't throw them into the ocean, please. So this is your plug? <laughs> yes. Don't throw shit no into the ocean. No plastics in the ocean. Yeah, come on. Just And how difficult is it to carry on water bottle? Carry on water bottle. Because, yeah, yesterday we went to the most beautiful bay, which was this isolated island, and where no one lives, but all our trash just lands up there because of the way the water flows. So So start reducing the amount yeah. of disposable plastics. Absolutely. Like, just like... Carry your own th water bottles with you, carry your own food containers, and it can go a long way. And stop dumping shit into the oceans. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> awesome. Um, I would just plug psychedelic drugs. Um, like, <laughs> Any in yeah. particular. Um, LSD, PCP, YKY, -Y um, ABD. Um, yeah, I've, there's like a whole host of them. I can give you a list. Which is the best for making nukes? Um, for making nukes, I was I didn't really start exploring myself until after I left my job. Oh. Um, I'll definitely continue my explorations once I'm back making nukes. So um, I'll probably try out some YQY, um when I'm when I'm back at my job. Okay. Yeah. Good, good luck with that. Thanks. Taz, anything to plug yourself? I think my only plug is follow Dynacon. Oh. Follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, and our extension out on the boat, which is the Diva Marine Learning Lab. Excited to share all our new projects and reflections and all the outcomes from you really cool participants. Awesome. And then for me, anything to plug? I'm going to say... Uh, watch an amazing video that Dennis has made uh, about how to open up coconuts without really any tools. Um, if you learn the secrets of the coconut from Dennis, you will be the master of some amazing cocoa crafts. You can open up a coconut and you can uh, drink out of it, you can eat all the flesh, and then you can turn its fibers into your ropes. Uh, this is starting to sound a little morbid and scary, but it's really great. Um, we've even made electrical wires out of the coconuts using wires and the coconut husk, um, but it was pretty cool and fun and funky, and you can see that on our Dynacon uh, Instagram. Just follow us, you'll, you'll see uh, links there and stuff like that. But go to dynacon.org and you'll find out all kinds of information and see everyone's cool projects. That's Biobang Week 2. Woo! Biobang! Woohoo!